What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Coast Coast Podcast. We appreciate every single one of you that joined us for our NBA draft show. But today, Griffin and I, we're going to talk a little free agency. We're going to talk a little uh, NBA draft. So let's just dive straight into it. Griffin, how are we doing? We're doing fantastic, Liam. How are you? I'm doing just fine, rocking my boy MCW, as always. We're, we weren't this the gym tomorrow. We got to get Liddy with it. So uh, let's just dive straight into it. I mean, an interesting draft. Um, you know, I don't think any of us predicted, you know, the Cam Whitmore fall, but um, that happened. You know, the Thompson Twins back to back. So let's just kind of dive into it, you know, um, you know, winners and losers. Uh, I kind of want to go through a couple teams and use, you know, let me know what you think about them. So uh, let's first dive into the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, you know, they decided to go Brandon Miller. Uh, Brandon Miller at two. They got Nick Smith Jr. all the way at 27. Uh, they also landed James Naji and Amari Bailey. Uh, what do you think about a haul for Charlotte, you know, switching new ownerships? And your overall thoughts on Brandon Miller end up being the pick? I mean, super solid. I had all the guys that they – got in the draft above where they picked him except for Brandon Miller obviously I I had him at three on my board but I've kind of warmed to Brandon Miller the past couple of days I like what I'm hearing out of Charlotte uh with him uh and I, I I'm really excited especially for their draft hall uh to get Nick Smith at 27 I had him at 25 on my board but still a super super solid player for where you drafted him and James Naji, I had him in the twenties, I think high twenties uh, uh, going in the second round to the, to the Hornets is super good. And then Colby Jones, I had him uh, mid twenties as well. So they got some talent for sure in Charlotte, uh, you know, Michael Jordan, it seems like he had a good draft on his last draft as the owner. So, you know, shout out to the second greatest player of all time. Exactly, because uh, number one's Bill Russell, of course. All right, so uh, gonna dive into some other ones that I like to see. You know, Denver they got you know three instant contributors and in Julian Strother from Gonzaga, uh, Jalen Pickett, who people are saying is like a guard version of Nikola Jokic, is what I saw someone talk about, and then Hunter Tyson, uh, who's a solid scorer at Clemson last year. Uh, then down the list, Detroit Pistons they go and get a Sar Thompson. Uh, at fifth overall, I think very different than what the consensus was thinking. And then uh, at 25, uh, they traded for Marcus Sasser from Houston. Uh, what do you think about, you know, Thompson being the pick there in that kind of, you know, already a guard heavy uh, team with, at the front? I mean, it was it was interesting for sure because we're going to have Cade, Ivy, one and two. I think they're kind of projecting him as more of a wing and that's what we projected out as well. Uh, kind of an OG Ananobi-esque player going to be going there as uh, Asar Thompson. Uh, and I think it kind of just brings the rivalry between Houston and Detroit up a little more with both the twins going there. Because, you know, Kate Cunningham stands and uh, Jalen Green stands really do not like each other on Twitter. So <laughs> it's going to be exciting to see that. But overall, I'm excited because I think Pistons have such a good foundation. I think Asar will be will be able to thrive in that system. And I think Monty Williams, um, while not the greatest developmental coach, will give him enough time to play. You know, if, if Landry Shamit gets traded to the Pistons, though, Asar might need to watch out. All right. We will see. Um, and then uh, I like Marcus Sasser as well. I think he'll be a good instant contributor. 
you know, I know you don't want to hear this, Griffin, but he'll probably replace Killeen Hayes as the, you know, the primary backup guard. Oh! <laughs> no! Hey, I was really happy what my team was able to do. You know, Golden State Warriors, we get Braden uh, Podzemski, you know, out of Santa Clara at 19. And then we get great value at 57th overall. We get Trace Incredible Jackson value. Davis Indiana. Uh, he is going to be a guy that's going to get minutes right away. You know, he was a great player at Indiana last year. You know, a 20 and 10 guy, you know, that was getting uh, multiple blocks a game. I love to see that, you know, especially if, you know, we see an injury to a guy, you know, like Kevin Looney, who's, you know, extremely vital to this roster. Or he could be a Draymond replacement. Yeah, who knows? I mean, he also showed us some passing ability as well last year for Sister Game at Indiana. Uh, and then let's dive into Houston. I think, you know, definitely winners in this draft, regardless of what, you know, ends up with Cam Whitmore, because that's great value. You know, a guy that was potentially rumored to go as high as number four to them, uh, they're able to get two guys uh, out of the spot with Amen Thompson and Cam Whitmore. What do you now think of this Houston Rockets team, which I will tie in to the fact uh, of free agency, you know, expected to potentially land Fred Van Vliet, you know, by the time this recording uh, is out. Uh, what are your thoughts of that? I mean, even if they don't, what whatever happens in free agency happens, I think there's still clear winners from this draft. You have uh, Cam Whitmore and Amen Thompson, both top 10 talents on our board, joining Jalen Green and Alfred Shangun. Like, that is just such a good young core, plus all the other pieces that they've drafted these past couple of years. I think that is just, even, you know, if I, because I think they'll try to win this year. Like, yeah, at least make a uh, a play-in push. Yeah. But I think it's a solid core for what they're building in Houston. Um, and I think Ime Yudoka should be excited about this. Yeah, I think, you know, they've got to figure out, you know, the situation with Kevin Porter Jr. I think he's more of an odd man out. I know yeah. some of the young guys that they might be shopping. You know, I heard Dylan Brooks potentially might go there. I think that'd um, be, you know, those guys are on short tour and deals. I don't see a problem with it. You know, allow for them to grow up this young core. And like you said, I think if things go right and, you know, Udulka is as good of a coach as he was just a couple, you know, almost months ago at this point, you know, I think they uh-huh. can be great. So uh, moving down, um, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, they go and get Jalen Huchifino, which many people are saying could be, you know, an Austin Reeves replacement. And then they get one of my favorite players in the draft, Maxwell Lewis at 40th overall. Uh, what do you think about the Lakers draft and kind of, you know, going forward with them, you know, taking these young guys, you know, hoping that they produce early for, you know, an aging core, a star? Uh, I don't know about Huchifino being like a, a Reeves replacement because I think they're kind of different. Yeah, Huchifino, not really a three-point shooter, but uh, definitely someone they could, you know, they this this is kind of an aging roster with, you know, LeBron on the team. So I think getting some youth in there and Maxwell Lewis, such a steal at 40. Uh, I, I really like the Lakers draft right here. Um, they're just, you know, they're winning teams, make uh, winning plays, winning organizations, make winning draft picks. So, you know, I love to see LeGM making these picks right now. Mm-hmm. Hey. Super solid. What do you think about Huchifino though? I was kind of, I'm not super high on him to be honest. Yeah, so just kind of going back to what I have him in my uh, my big board, I had him at 19, so kind of right around where he went. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not really a guy that I think is going to develop much as a jump shooter. I mean, honestly, like I think Spencer Dinwiddie, or like he could even just be Taylor Horton Tucker, like honestly, like that's what he yeah. could end up being. So 
Uh, that was one of my comps for him. Uh, like, I can't see him being much more than a 37% shooter, but hey, he's a ball handler. You know, if you need him to play in the second unit, I think that's a great rate for him to develop. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I don't know how high his ceiling is, but I think he's got a, a decent floor at the end of the day. He should be a solid yeah, shooter. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be anywhere near the score, you know, Austin Reeves showed at the end of the year, but mm-hmm. we will see uh, with that team. Uh, we'll see if Darwin Ham continues to have success. Uh, Jaime Jaquez to the Miami Heat. I know a lot of people love this move. Uh, what do you think of Jaquez? You know, kind of a late riser, kind of dominated these workouts. And, you know, a four-year pro, uh, he's probably going to contribute immediately on this team, you know, with the impending free agency of Max Strews and Gabe Vincent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts with him? And, you know, how does he think he fits into the roster? I mean, when I was watching tape on him, he's just like a winning player in such a Miami Heat, Heat culture type of dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just seems like such a uh, such a fit for them. Like, he'll fit like a glove uh, coming off the bench, maybe even, you know, in the minutes where uh, uh, Butler's not playing. So I really love the pick. I love Jaime. Um, you know, not someone who has a super high ceiling, but, you know, high floor to be – to be for sure, like, uh, like nothing besides his three point shot, which isn't like super great. He needs to get more consistent with that. But other than that, like, I didn't really see a whole lot of weaknesses. He's just like he finds ways to win. So uh, I love that for the Heat. Yeah, pr- definitely a contributor. Yeah, uh, I've had him uh, at the, my last uh, my big board. I had him at twenty seven, but I think you know it's a perfect fit for the for the. Yeah, I had him at twenty nine. But yeah, it's like it fit might over override what we had him because like that's just like a perfect place for him to go. Yeah. Hey, a lot of people were not liking these picks. Uh, Anthony Black and Jet Howard, the Orlando Magic, six and eleventh overall pick. I know you and I. You know, it seems like you had a little bit of falling out with Anthony Black, uh, but yeah. Jet Howard at eleven just seems crazy. I mean, I don't think he's as bad as people want to talk to him about. But, um, you know, in terms of value, I don't know. What do you think, Griffin, about Orlando? Yeah, I mean, Orlando definitely needed shooting, uh, but Anthony Black doesn't provide that at all. And Jet Howard does. Um, but I, I feel like I had higher guys on my board who were able to shoot. I had Jet Howard at 18. So not like a terrible reach by any means. And maybe you really wowed them. And maybe, you know, I'm proven super wrong here, but. Uh, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Anthony black, uh, the, the shooting numbers really concerned me. Um, again, he fell on my board. He was at four and I think he dropped to, to 11. Yeah. He dropped to 11. So I don't know. I we'll have to see with Orlando, but there's definitely a log jam in the backcourt. They need to move off of some of their, their, their guards at this point. So it's going to be interesting to see what their moves are considering they just drafted a, a point guard, uh, hopefully of the future for them, but we'll yeah. see. Imagine, you know, I don't know if it's going to go that way, but Suggs in black, you know, their defense would be uh-huh. really, really great defensive backcourt, but offensively, yeah, we're building a house with all those bricks, bro. Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I think Jet Howard, you know, it was nice. Like, Jawan did run a lot of NBA sets for him out at Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh, so that was good to see. I mean, hey, if he shoots, like, 38-plus percent from three, you know, on decent volume, like, it's what they needed, you know? I think it's, yeah. you know, they weren't going out there to get a star at number 11. They needed a guy to fill a role. 
And obviously, you know, they didn't think it was going to be Hawkins or Dick. So, you know, they went Howard. He's a shooter. Mm-hmm. What they needed, you know, if he can shoot, like, it's not a horrendous pick. You know, don't let that in the day say, oh, a better guy win at 12. Yeah, but that guy's, you know, a dominant on-ball scorer, which is what they don't need because they have big Yeah, people, so – 100%. And the rising, you know. Um, and, you know, you never know with the draft. Like, this is always a crapshoot. You know, the Phoenix Suns a couple years ago, 11, taking Cam Johnson. Everybody thought that was a reach, but that was an incredible pick we made. Um, so you never know with these guys. And I think Jet Howard could have the ability to have a similar impact as a catch-and-shoot guy, a guy who can get around screens easily and just pull the three. Like, that's exactly what they need. They were almost – were they dead last or near dead last? Yeah. In three-point percentage in the league. So, Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Cam Johnson and, and also like Cam Johnson's developed a little bit as a defender. And, you know, mm-hmm. Jed Howard has shown the eagerness to be a good defender. Um, mm-hmm. Portland, you know, people were thinking all along, you know, they were going to be the ones to land Brandon Miller, make perfect sense. You know, worst comes to worst. You have those young guards out there and then you have, you know, Brandon Miller to be the future wing for them. And of course, the draft doesn't go as planned. Scoot Henderson lands. With the Portland Trailblazers, number three, Damian Lillard apparently wants no business in leaving Portland. Is this a weird log jam? Someone's got to go, but you know they do end get Chris Murray as well from Iowa. Should be a day one contributor as well, and uh, Rayon Rupert will probably you know spend some time in the G League. Still has some time to develop, but you know I'll promise uh, three and D defender. Raw, raw prospect though. But what do you think of this logjam? Because, like, this is a terrible situation for Scoot Henderson. Well, I, I, I've been out on Damon Portland for, for years at this point. And it's like it's like Groundhog Day, the, the way the off-seasons just repeat themselves in Portland. It's the same fucking thing every year. It's so frustrating. And Dame has gone down on my players I like list significantly. This is like not only are you hindering your ability to win, you are hindering your your – your the the city you love and the team that you apparently love so much is the ability to win. You are not winning a championship in Portland. It's time to give up that dream. It's it, it's ridiculous. And that Dame is the one that needs to be traded. He's the one that needs to be traded. This needs to be Scoot and Anthony and Shaden Sharp, like as a rebuilding core coming up together. Dame Dame is just like. I, I I just I don't know. It's just frustrating to me. Like I don't know what he thinks he is, who he thinks he is. But you're like you're not the guy to carry this roster, especially with a guy in Scoot. Like you're not winning multiple. You're not winning four playoff series in a row with Scoot as your backup point guard right now. Like I I, just, I don't see it. It's it's just frustrating me to no end, and it seems like there's no end in sight. Um, I thought. I thought the scoop pick would be the the thing to maybe maybe be the last thing to push him over the edge and be like we need to be I, I need to be traded, uh, but it doesn't look like that, so it's just frustrating. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think even for Portland, you know, they say oh, from a business standpoint, like we're worried about you know attendance and fan you know attention if we trade our best player. I think everyone in Portland wants him gone because they know they can get a good deal for him, whether it's yeah. half capital, a young player. Look what. I mean, Bradley Beal, you know, didn't go for a ton, ton, but he still went for a decent bit. And we know Dame's going to go for a lot more than what Beal made, despite being. Yeah, and if you're if you're the Portland and you're worried about ticket sales, like Washington is an even worse state. Like, who was going to want to see that Washington team right now? Bilal Koulibaly's your like main draw right now. Like, I love him and Jordan Poole, but like, I I don't know. I just ticket sales i think that's ridiculous that that's a ridiculous statement for them to for them to be saying like 
Come yeah. on. Come on. Yeah. No, They'd be a fun I, league pass team. I'd watch them. Yeah. I mean, what? You, you can put a lineup of Shaden, Simons, and uh, – And, and Scoot, that's – bro, that's a highlight reel like every night. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? And, you know, you don't have to worry about spacing because, you know, Sharp is showing an ability. Simons is obviously a good shooter as well. You yeah. Know, he's been in those competitions. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Portland blow it up. Portland blow it up. Because watch, you know what's going to happen. I mean, we're, we're filming this at like, it's like 10.09 right now, Eastern Standard Time. I think Grancy starts in what, two hours. We know yeah. Jeremy Grant's going to return to Portland on some $30 million deal. And it's just going to be a run it back at the same time. Like, what's the purpose it's ridiculous. of what's it's ridiculous. The purpose? This is going to be a wasted season. Uh, either someone's going to get hurt and they're not going to make the playoffs and it will have the same conversations in the off season, or they're going to go out in the second round. But like Dame's big shot in the first round, like yeah, he hits a big shot in the first round. Dame time, like I like I'm the I'm this is Portland swept by the Suns with James Harden. Yeah, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, welcome to Phoenix. Excuse me. All right, then this is probably my biggest draft winner here. The last to talk about the draft, the Utah Jazz. They get Taylor Hendricks, one of our favorite prospects that we've been covering since the start of this. Keontae George. Great value for 16th overall, a guy that can be that potentially like 25 plus point per game score if he develops, you know, what people see in him. And Bryce Sensabaugh, this steal of the draft going 28 overall, a true, you know, whether it be two and a half level score, maybe you want to stretch it to three level score, whatever. This guy can get buckets for you uh, from Ohio State. Uh, I love what they've done with this team. Uh, you know, Griffin, do you have any thoughts to add on this Jazz? You know, because I think they hit a perfect, you know. No, yeah, guy. hit a hit a perfect three 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 for three. I loved all these guys. Sensabaugh really loved him. I think I had him twenty on my board. Uh, got him way way later than I was expecting him to go. Uh, Keontae George just a dog, and then my favorite player in the draft for I don't know for the value you could get him at Taylor Hendricks. I think he's just a winning player. Their front court's going to be insane. Um, Utah's a super bright future, and they just got. John Collins, penny on the dollar. Like, it's uh, they have a really bright future in in Utah, especially all the assets that they they've accumulated from all the trades they've made. Like Utah, Utah's on the up and up. They'll be they'll be good earlier than we expect, just because of how good this draft was. Yeah, and hey, so now we've covered the draft. We're just gonna do a quick little back and forth. You know, throwing some names out of teams that we think you know could be matches for these free agents. Uh, like we said, you know. Free agency hasn't started yet from the time of this recording. So we're just gonna, I'm going to throw some names at you, Griffin, and, you know, I'll throw some teams as well. Uh, you know, who do you think they might end up with? Russell uh-huh. Westbrook. Are we thinking back to the Clippers? Uh, I don't know. Westbrook is kind of an enigma to me. I, From what I've seen, it seems like the Clippers are maybe the most likely option, but I don't know. I don't know. Especially, uh, have you heard the the Harden rumors recently that the the Clippers are one of the main teams? Like, I feel yeah. like if Harden goes to the Clippers, I don't see Westbrook going to the Clippers. You know He's what I'm saying? Have those two guys next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Phoenix on the men. Next. All right. I'll take Lakers. Um, the Clippers. Uh, Clippers. Oh, Clippers. you're taking the Clippers legitimately? I don't know. Wrong team. Clippers. I think legit. Okay. Right. Chris Middleton. Uh, back in, back in Milwaukee. I'd say back in Milwaukee. I would have loved to see him go to Sacramento though. Uh, but Harrison Barnes just got an extension, uh, just a couple hours ago. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Uh, Sixers. Son. Uh, really? 
D'Angelo Russell. Uh, back with the Lakers. Give me this. Utah Jazz. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Draymond Green. Um, back with the Warriors. All right. Portland. Back with the Warriors or Portland would my would be my other or Sacramento. I think the ship sailed with Harrison Barnes' return. Fred Van Vliet. Uh, Houston. Yeah, Houston as well. Jeremy Grant. Uh, back in Portland. All right. Here's if they one. don't get Draymond, if they don't get Draymond. Yeah. Christian Wood. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, what what have the rumors said? What have the rumors said on Christian Wood? Uh, I feel like it's kind of been all over the place. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's kind of been run out of every team he's been on. Like, I don't know if he's a winning player. I think it'll be any team that gives him a contract, to be honest. Like, I could see him going to, like, I don't know, like Detroit or something. I've seen the Heat. I'm seeing Portland on a mid-level. Um, I could see Portland. I could see, like, Orlando or something like that. Yeah, I see the Heat talking about The Heat would be good. I mean, they don't really have a true backup big. Yeah, um, that's true. Uh, he just yeah. thinks he's way better than he is. I think yeah. he has an ego problem. <laughs> now he had that breakout, and then that was kind of it. Um, yeah, uh, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Ooh, I, he's good on a lot of teams. Um, you go first. You go first. Give me Dallas for a one-year deal. That's what. That's wow. what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Dallas uh, would be tough. Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Sacramento. Honestly, I think he goes back to Washington. I think he goes back to Washington and returns to the market next year. All right. He goes back to Washington? Yeah. All right. Dylan Brooks. Uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, Houston. Yeah, I'll say that as well. How much do you think he'll get paid yearly? Just to make it simple. How much is the mid-level? <laughs> so like $7 million? Like – between like ten and fifteen, probably. Mm-hmm. All right, just a couple more. Bruce Brown, uh, back, back in Denver, Sacramento. Dante, Do you think they throw a bag at him? Yeah, they need a guy like that. Dante yeah. DiVincenzo, uh, back in Phoenix on the mid. I mean, Phoenix <laughs> on the mid. <laughs> back in keep getting called. I'm sorry. Uh. All right, uh, let me see. Any what was your there? prediction for Dante? Oh, uh, I think – I want to see – I mean, if I'm being real Warriors. I think the Knicks. I think the Knicks too. I don't think the War- – he can't get a contract in the Warriors again. That's he can't? It's going to be too much to try and do okay. that. Um, do you think Cam Johnson returns back to Brooklyn or do you think a team – um, I think a team will throw a lot of money, like more than – I think Brooklyn probably, but I could see Detroit also getting him. Getting uh, reunited with team throwing him 110 million. Yeah, I think it, I think it could be Detroit. All right, we'll wait and see. All right, any other people you want to mention? Players? Anything you're you're looking uh, on? Let me look at my list of situations. Like, what are your thoughts on the James Harden situation overall? You know, record all time trade request by the man himself. I mean, I just don't care at this point. I don't care. Whatever team he's going to, I don't care. Like, he, he's not a playoff winning player. I'm going to be honest. I, I, if he goes to the Clippers and it's a big three of Harden, 
Paul George and uh, and Kawhi. Okay, that scares me like a little bit, but also Harden just like he's not that guy in the playoffs. He's looked like he's lost a step uh, considerably. Um, I again, I just think Clippers, but it's just like at this point, you just want to get like twerked on in the club. <laughs> Like you just don't really care about bass like winning, so it's like I, I don't care either. Yeah, no, I I think it's yeah he's lost a lot of value at this point. Yeah, he Kevin had Love. he had a couple Welcome of Kevin Phoenix. Love. I want to see Phoenix. back in Minnesota. Just go back to back Minnesota. in Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, they need that, but even though they have three big men that they pay way too much money to, but yeah. We'll I mean, do you think there's you know, a team that makes a big move? I know Chicago people are thinking about, you know, the DeRozan trade, maybe even a Zach Levine trade. They should. Chicago should blow it up as well. Uh, they're kind of middling or at least trade one of their stars. They need to trade DeRozan or or Levine. I, and I think Levine, there's been some rumors. And, like, it seems like he's just, like, not, like, worn out as welcome, but he seems, like, tired of the – the staff and the personnel and the his, his players around him in Chicago. So I'd like to see I'd like to see Levine move this offseason. And hey, we heard the Cleveland Cavaliers could be up to something. Potentially a Paul George <laughs> trade to get the wing they've been looking for. That'd be tough. That'd be tough. I mean, I just they should do something. because uh, the playoffs are super embarrassing for them. Yeah. Uh Go down so I don't know. What about a uh, DeAndre Ayton for Jared Allen and Shetty Osman. Who says no? Jared Allen was so was not good in the playoffs. But they need like, to make a move. Like, what does that do? Was that move the needle for Cleveland though? Like, do they really? Not really. Need- I'm just trying to offload someone on him. <laughs> they don't really need a big man that can score. They have Mobley. Like, he's developing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not there yet though. He's still like, he's not like. Super polished offensively. Well, what is your ideal like five? Who do you want instead of Aiden? Like, if like really, I need a rim running big who will catch lobs and rebound and block shots. I don't need you to do little like Tim Duncan, like baby Tim Duncan, like mid range shit. I don't need that. I don't need that. I want like a Mitchell Robinson essentially. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mitchell Robinson would be perfect. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like a guy who's a dog on defense and will dunk the ball. That's really all I want. Yeah, you don't want a guy that's just like because like Aiden's not gonna get the shots that he like. It, it seems like what drives his motor is offensive shots, and he'll play hard on the other end. He's not getting shots. Mm-hmm. Like, what if he went to Atlanta for Clint Capella? That that's also I would love that Clint Capella and I think that would work well else. for both teams almost. It would. It would. You know, get like a big that can actually score, like obviously John Collins that did. Yeah, work. and then we could get a uh, Jalen. What's his last? What's last name on uh, Johnson? Yeah, Jalen Johnson and uh, Quinn Capella. Free. You probably have a better chance of getting DeAndre Hunter, honestly. Or yeah, no, DeAndre Hunter was who I was thinking of. But um, I mean, because I don't really know if Okonkwu is really the. I think they they would have moved on from Capella at this point. I know people always say they're moving on to Okonkwu. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they trust Okonkwu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, but maybe maybe moving John Collins was that like freeing up the the front court a little bit. Yeah, we'll see. Well, hey, we'll have to be back in the coming days at this point because yeah, free. We'll do a post free agency show for sure. Trust me, there'll be a lot of back and forth, a lot of tweeting going on in these next couple of hours because Griff from Jersey will be live. 
Hey, these things take time. Everybody. Oh, wait, no. Real talk, I have been seeing some buzz. Kelly Oubre coming back on the men. Kelly, please, I love you. We love you in Phoenix. Come back, Kelly. Come you need the back. Jersey. You need the jersey to regain value? Yeah, I know, but fucking Bradley Beal took that number. God damn. <laughs> He'll give it up. He'll give it up. Yeah, give yeah. it up for the GOAT. <laughs> All right, well, appreciate everyone for listening. And as always, this is Coast Coast Podcast signing out. Peace.